0: Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. John, well, we have a great show lineup for today. Um, some great topics here to talk about. It's all about retirement. This is a retirement day.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, like and
0: we, we do talk about that frequently, you know, but a little bit different take on it this time. You know, we're going to start off with an, with an article talking about to retire early or not. Do you retire early? Some of the things you need to think about if you're looking at kind of trying to pick when to retire. Um, very important topic and uh, very interesting information.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to give you an article or a topic on how to retire early.
0: There you right? go. We got a retirement coverage. <laughs> right.
1: This is uh, you want to know a way to quadruple your retirement savings.
0: Yes, we do.
1: It's not Bitcoin.
0: That that's that's good. I'm not going to
1: tell you what it is, but you guys stick around. We're gonna we're gonna show some uh, some ways that people have increased their savings significantly. So, uh, it's Great. an article by Dave Ramsey. So always uh, fun to talk about Mr. Ramsey.
0: Yeah, that'll be a great topic. All right. And by the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 22 years providing financial planning and investment advice.
1: And I'm John Travis. I'm also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 25 years.
0: We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. We are uh, Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon.
1: Yeah, go to our website, moneymd.net. We have the podcasts that uh, show up on the front page there, and we also have a link to the old podcast, well over 200 podcasts uh, categorized by different topics. We have videos out there, we have calculators, uh, we have a Facebook and Twitter page, so a lot of information, big believers on education, um, yeah. you know, and trying to get people to understand kind of some of the things that we we look at and talk to on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, a lot of great info on our website, so you ought to check that out, and uh, we got our retirement plan calculator kind of projection mm-hmm. out there that gives you a good snapshot of what retirement looks like, and uh, so, yeah, a lot of good information, so check it out. We're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week.
1: Yeah, in a, a survey by um, Nat, Natix, uh Global Asset Management, um, 65% of investors admit they struggle to avoid market timing. Uh, they have emotional financial decisions. Um, and so 65, about two out of three people say that emotions get the better of them, and you know, so the question is, is, how does that impact your, your bottom line? And a Fidelity study found that those who jumped in and out of the market during the downturn back in 2008 realized a 6% growth from September 2008 through March of 2010. Hmm. And those who stayed invested grew about 22% over that same time period. Oh, so, wow. So we, we do see the statistics that we see in a, from our personal experience. Trying to time the market really is a is a losing proposition. You may get it right once or twice. It's going to come back to bite you, um, and so two thirds of the people you know do try to time
0: yeah, you know you can't let your emotions get involved when it comes to your investments; they will lead you in the wrong direction almost every time you know your your emotions want you to to sell low and buy high, you know not the opposite what you know you should do, you should right sell high buy low yeah
1: right i I mean you look at this current market run we've had and um so many people have been scared that it's you know the markets are at new highs The right. market we heard that at twenty thousand and twenty one, and 21 and you know um no one can predict it i mean you
0: just can't predict it you have to leave it alone because if you get out you know your emotions will not let you get back in until it's at a higher price and nobody that i've seen <clears throat> sells today and buys in a lower price because whatever made you nervous today, it's just going to make you more nervous yeah. when we're in the middle of a downturn. Yeah, it's not going to be happy news during a downturn. It's not. The news is always going to be worse. So you, you, and you say you don't know when it's going to turn. The stock market is a leading economic indicator. That means it leads the market or it leads the economy by three to six months. Mm-hmm. So the stock market has already moved up when you start feeling better about the economy. So you can't rely on your emotions. Our survival instincts will force you to do the wrong thing. You have to leave that out of the picture. You have to have a disciplined process for investing. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk more about that here before long. But uh, right now we're going to jump into retirement, John, because retirement is a big deal. It's on a lot of people's minds. It is on a lot of people's minds. So the question we're going to start off here to address early is to retire early or not. Um, you know, that's the question. So what are some of the things you need to think about? So this is based on a couple of articles, but one on a motley fool here, Dan Rafter. And, uh, John, you know, I mean, most people, when they think about retirement, they, they end up retiring around 62 so they can get social security and perhaps some medical benefits until Medicare kicks in at age 65. Um, to retire earlier than that, it requires some serious planning and some discipline and paying close attention to your retirement savings and investments but the sacrifices and the extra effort may be worth the trouble if you're if you have plans for retirement and you don't enjoy dragging yourself out of bed at 5 or 6 a.m. every day i know i don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately in our job we don't have to get up quite that early but yeah a lot of those guys at srs man they are getting up they are. early yes, they really are you know, so but here's a guy who had a plan. Um his name's Sam. He had a goal. He wanted to retire early one day, play play golf on the senior PGA tour. Hmm. There's a guy after my own heart. Um he had a he had a pension that would pay him about eighty five percent of his salary as a police officer, so he had some income to do it with and um he would have medical benefits. But he faced one big question though. And it was, was retiring at age 48, leaving the workforce too early? Um, And the answer really is, though, not if you have a specific plan and you have the basis covered, you know. And Sam had a particular goal in mind for how he was going to spend his retirement years. And, you know, that made retiring early at an early age the right decision for him because he had some fallback positions as well.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, though, too many people, um, you know, that do retire early don't have such a plan. I mean, uh, a lot of times they retire for the wrong reasons, such as being bored at work. And when they leave the workforce, they find that they're bored at home as well. So, you know, they plan for the saving side of retirement, but they didn't come up with a strategy with how they're going to fill their days. And for Sam, there was no reason to stay in the workforce. I mean, why should he go into work every day at a job that put his life at risk when he didn't need to? So really for him, it was a no-brainer. Although he had, you know, had a better fallback plan for for golfing, um, you know, on the senior PGA tour, so that's a that's pretty pretty fun, kind of a neat uh, neat be, opportunity.
0: Would be a neat thing.
1: Did he make it? Uh,
0: you know, I don't know. They didn't say in the article, but uh, that's a cool thing, you know. But he had a fallback position, so he other things he he was going to do if it didn't work out. But uh,
1: and obviously, it's a long shot being on the the senior PGA you know tour, but um, could be a club pro, maybe start a second career, or you know, as an amateur player or something like that. So that's right, pretty cool.
0: That's right. Yeah. So early retirement planning, though, it forces you to think about what brings you happiness and satisfaction outside of your career, and it improves your financial footing for those leisure years. So you have to have some planning done well ahead of time. You know, and if you've been on the fence about whether to pull the trigger on early retirement or or simply have procrastinated planning at all, then here are some things to consider when pondering when to add the words retired to your LinkedIn profile. So first one here, John, is you know, retirement can improve your relationships. So, you know, retirement makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. I mean, early retirees, they have more opportunities to spend time with their family and, and people they care about, like their spouse, their children, their grandchildren. And by achieving early retirement status, you know, social activities become priorities in your life instead of a slice on your calendar. You know, your spouse and your family will also benefit from the added time that you have to enjoy each other's company. You know, that's not to say you can't have strong relationships while you work full-time, but early retirement, it gives you more time to dedicate toward your family members, you know. And another benefit is the ability to to be available for fa- friends and family who need help. Um, so freedom from work requirements allows you to serve others in need, which is far more gratifying than, you know, writing status reports.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that one. And another one here, Steve, is you can per- you can pursue a passion. I mean, one of the best reasons to retire early is to pursue or pursue dream something that you're passionate about. And this can be very fulfilling and, and add a new purpose to your life. And you don't want to be searching for something to do in retirement. But if you have a passion, then you'll be energized every day to go, you know, get that mission and accomplish it. And that might be a hobby, it may be a new skill, or maybe a business pursuit. Uh, I just talked with a gentleman yesterday, and he's um, going to be retiring. And he is um, a couple of years out, but he's going to go get his his MBA, and he's going to teach in in school. There you go, um, at a college, yeah, community cool. college. So he's really excited about it, and uh, he says, "Interesting, being." 58, you know, getting his MBA with a whole bunch of younger people, you know, people that are, um, you know, doing something different with it. But many retirees return to school to earn a degree like like that and, and have professional pursuits. Um, but that may, you know, might use it to, to otherwise enrich their, their lives as well. Others might retire early to open their own business or help maybe their adult children run their businesses as well. So, It's a lot of of things you can do in retirement, Um, you got to have a plan, you got to have something, you got to mentally figure out what you're going to do, whether it's a hobby or a passion. Uh, Retirement is as much an emotional decision as it is a financial one. I know we've talked about that quite a bit here in the past. And so if you're not emotionally ready for retirement, you're going to struggle, even if you have the financial resources, you know, that afford you to leave your job early. So you got to figure out, you know, your passion, your hobby, what are you going to do with your time when you get into retirement?
0: exactly yeah but that's a great reason to retire if you have a passion yeah, absolutely to pursue so that's a good one yeah retirement also can preserve your health you know some have have to retire early for health reasons but others simply want to live a healthier lifestyle with time for a healthy diet and exercise you know maybe their jobs require hard labor that is wrecking their bodies or you simply are just too busy to take care of yourself in a way that you would like to retiring early To preserve your health is a great reason to pursue early retirement or at least cut back on your career pursuits. You know, furthermore, if one of the reasons, one of the best reasons to retire early is to enjoy your good health and to have fun. So if retiring early can help you do this and it won't put you at a financial bind, by all means, you should consider leaving the workforce early. So that's a great reason to retire early is to preserve your health. Uh, maybe you want to travel the globe globe you know maybe you want to do a lot of traveling well consider this you know if your only plan for your post work years is to travel you might be retiring early for a bad reason not only is traveling expensive but after a lot of trips it will be likely that it's going to lose a lot of its allure um it can get old you know packing for plane flights you know picking up uh, pack, uh, putting up with delays and crowds, living out of a suitcase. I mean, once you've toured a few <clears throat> castles, taken a few hikes, you know it might remind you of why you live where you do and what's really important to you. So, from a financial standpoint, when you travel, you know you still have to pay those property taxes on the home um, that you own in New York or wherever you live. You know those don't go away just because you're traveling to Europe. You know vacation costs, and second home costs can really add up so if you take a $10,000 vacation once in a while um that's not a big deal but if you take a $10,000 vacation trip every year or every few year every few months for the next 10 years it could put a serious dent in your finances so from you know the point is you need to have a plan you need to plan well for retirement and what you're going to do and what you can afford So do some traveling prior to retirement to make sure you really want to hit the road for weeks at a time in retirement. Yeah, I just
1: had a conference call with a client, and they are doing this. They sold their home, and they are actually traveling the world. They've been over to Europe for months, and they called me. So the the call, they were down in Mexico, and they're going to be down there for a couple of months. So uh, they've done a lot of planning um, associated with it and um, have done a lot of research and they're going to be able to do it. And um, while their cool. health is good, they retired early and they're out there, you know, globing around. That's cool. It I is mean, pretty I, cool. I
0: could see that for a few months, but uh, yeah, more than a few months. Yeah, I would did, get old with me pretty It quick. depends. Yeah. They
1: they really have a, a passion for doing that. So um, it's, it's pretty awesome they're able to accomplish that. But, it is. Uh, so another one here on the list, Steve, is uh, circumstances may require you to retire early. And not everybody, you know, retires in their des- desired fashion, at some point, you may not be able to work or you might have to retire to take care of your family. It's also not uncommon to get laid off, you know, later in your career when the economy maybe takes a downturn. So if you look back into 2008, you know, in the recession, a lot of older workers were forced to retire due to the job cuts, and they had difficulty finding work in a pool of younger workers. Uh, Health ailments uh, can also sideline a career, especially for workers in professions that have a lot of physical activity. So, you know, that means that you have to be ready for retirement even when you may not be, you know, ready to retire. you got to have things in in place and plan and so forth. So when you prepare your life and your finances – uh, to be able to retire early, you uh, also better you, you'll be better off in that case than you, if you're forced to retire early. So you got to do some planning and some prep uh, work in, in case you get laid off. Pursuing this early retirement can certainly reduce the anxiety if your working years are cut short um, for reasons outside your control. So aim for an early retirement uh, earlier than later, and uh, that way you won't be surprised or even unprepared if something happens that forces you out early. So that's that's a good that's good advice. Do definitely, some
0: planning. definitely do some planning and address the future today is the last one. You know, many Americans have simply waited too late to, to have any chance of retiring in their 50s, you know, as they haven't saved well. And, uh, you know, they're going to need to continue working during their 60s and beyond to make ends meet. So a primary reason for being unprepared is a lack of planning and saving in their younger years. So by setting a goal to retire early, you can begin to analyze your finances. You can design and implement a plan to get there. And the sooner you begin planning and make some serious efforts to secure your retirement future, the greater your chances are of achieving it. So analyzing your current financial situation and creating a plan is good at any stage of your life. Um, but preparing for retirement gets more difficult the longer you wait. So, you know, don't wait for that. Get started today on planning. Shoot for an early retirement, and, you know, you you won't be disappointed if you plan to work a few extra years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd say plan early. Plan early and plan to retire early, and then you can always push it back. Sure. You can adjust. So... There you go. All right. And that leads us up here to our question of the week.
1: Yeah. I had this question from a uh, um, a prospect that I was talking to recently, and it was interesting. Uh said they have an annuity um, that's basically made zero in the last year, which was, I think, kind of hard to do.
0: That would be hard to do because yeah. last year was a great year.
1: That's right. They've only had it for a year, so they have a penalty for moving it. And so, the question was, is what should I do with it? So, I, I you know, dove into the the background and the details associated with it and it really boils down to um, you know can this annuity help you in your financial situation there's cost um, significant cost in the annuity so um, whether you leave or you stay you're going to be paying those costs um, right. they kind of have you locked in a little bit so uh, it's really a personal decision some people don't want to pay the penalty and and move on to something that may perform a little bit better but you know in some cases they do and they want to kind of get rid of um that product or maybe that that company and move on to a different situation so it really is dependent on the individual sometimes it's clear cut financially but you know a lot of times it may not be
0: yeah i mean i would say do the math on you know the next 10 years if you stay in it for 10 years what are you likely to get and how much will you have at the end if you move out and pay the penalty you know, and invest it elsewhere or some other way, what are you likely going to have over five or 10 years? And, you know, will it be more than if you stayed in? Another thing to consider is almost all (laughs) annuities give you a 10% free, penalty-free distribution each Mm -hmm. year. So, you know, if you're really unhappy with it, you can start bleeding it, you know, and you can take out 10%, you know, the first year and 10% the next year. And, you know, over five years, you get half of it out. Um, <clears> then <throat> you can invest that elsewhere. So that's kind of a compromise. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay in it, you can still take the 10% out each year. <clears throat> Almost all annuities give you that. Um, so I'd look at those two options. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it boils down to what we, what we ended up with is, is, is looking at what kind of income is this going to produce under both, both scenarios, projections. And, um, so we're, we're still in the process of talking about it, but, uh, it's a good yeah. question.
0: Yeah. Great question. All right, that leads us up to our next topic here, and that is how to quadruple your retirement (laughs) savings. I love it. I'm waiting. I'm anxious to see what this is going to be, John, because I think everybody would like to quadruple their retirement savings.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't say the time frame.
0: It says no pain, right? No pain involved in this?
1: Not at all, not at all. So if you had the chance to double or even quadruple your – Retirement savings, you'd probably jump at it, right?
0: Uh, Sure, why not?
1: If it sounds too good to be true, though, they usually say it's too good to be true. Sometimes. So you got to be careful. You know, Bitcoin, people are piling onto that, and it's so volatile.
0: That one one is bad.
1: So what's the secret? It's not Bitcoin. Um, Here's an interesting fact. Uh, An HSBC study of worldwide retirement savings habits, they discovered that people with some kind of retirement plan have more than three times as much in their nest egg than those who have no plan at all.
0: Ooh, that's a good clue. I like that.
1: So they have a retirement plan, which means they've probably thought about it and right. talked about it, you know, and and done some actions and behavior in order to have more. So just having a retirement plan three times as much and savers who take it one step further by working with an investment advisor um, to put their their pen to paper... Their average nest egg was a whopping 445% bigger than non planners.
0: Wow. Just because they did some planning.
1: They did some planning and they worked with an advisor. Now, um, you know, for some people, you know, they can do it themselves. Um, The financial world is very complicated. Um, There's products and services. And um, so some people can navigate that, but a lot of people can't. And so, you know, doing a plan, having an advisor, that's how you quadruple it.
0: Yeah, that's good. And <laughs> so you, know, you have
1: a plan and you have an advisor already, right?
0: Kathy yeah, is your I advisor. Do. Yeah, I have my own advisor. Absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. And uh <laughs> which is myself and Kathy. And, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. We are we are advisors. But uh yeah, I mean that's that's the key. I think part of the success here is having accountability too. I, I agree. You yep. know, an advisor is somebody that's independent of you, that can give you some accountability and direction. And you kind of feel like, uh, gee, I really, it's like, it's like if you have your doctor's appointment every six months, like I do, I go see a primary physician. Now I'm thinking about that like a month out and I'm like, Mm. Ooh, I'm up a couple pounds, you know, and he's yeah. going to say something about that. So I'm going to get back on my diet here he's for gonna, that dog gonna, appointment. He's going to fat shame you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or I'm thinking of my cholesterol and other yeah, things. Right, right. I'm trying to get things it's back in order. accountability. That is accountability. big. It's and big.
1: The, when you look at the retirement plan, why why is that so important and the reason is is it gives you a clear path to success. You're you're thinking about it. Um, and that plan is all most people need to take action. So so we're gonna create a retirement plan kinda in this segment here, and we're gonna talk about three phases.
0: That's right. That's right. There are three phases um to the savings plan and you can you know forecast your financial situation for each one today. Um, you know, think of think of the same think of it the same way you do your budget I mean, you 're making a plan for your money before you actually have it um, it 's based on projections of your income and expenses, so that 's kind of the foundation of it
1: it 's important to start with a solid financial foundation so the first phase um, you know begins with as soon as you 're debt free and uh, you 've saved you know three to six months of uh, of expenses in your emergency fund, the first step is to simply save and that first phase. You know, you'll invest fifteen percent of your income in uh, mutual funds through tax advantage retirement plans. If you get a match, that would be the first place. Um, you know, in your four hundred one k, and then go look at a Roth IRA. And it may not it may not sound like much, but you if you don't follow through on this step, you won't have any savings to to make decisions down the road. So fifteen percent. If you're at zero today, inch that up. Maybe start out at five and increase it by two or three. You know, every couple of months, so it's not a shock. But 15% is a good number.
0: It is, and I love to see people set up an automatic increase every single year so that every year it goes up by 1% till you get to that 15% mark. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's a great number to get to. So your goal is to consistently invest for retirement as you focus on your other financial obligations, such as funding college for your kids or buying or paying off your home. You know, a couple with a household medium income of fifty six thousand, they could have around nine hundred thousand for retirement if they invested fifteen percent of their income for twenty five years.
1: And they leave it alone. And they leave it they alone. They don't time. And get a reasonable rate of return. I yeah. don't
0: know what the rate of return this is this is run at, but um you know, the point is you have to get started and have some discipline and just leave it alone.
1: That's right. And the automatic is a great way of doing that, setting that automatically to come out. Phase two here, Steve, is is digging into the details. Now it's time to envision what your retirement savings will look like by calculating the income your nest egg is going to bring. And this is where an investor investing advisor comes in handy. Um, ideally, you should be able to live off the growth of your retirement savings rather than depleting your nest egg. Um, so an advisor can can run projections based on monthly contributions, um, you know, expected retirement age, inflation, taxes, uh, and cost, and so forth, and they can come up with an income plan for you. And that's exactly what we do. We we go through and look at people's um, assets and liabilities, and set set down and look at what the income projections going to be for their retirement. Um, you should also develop a backup plan in case life throws you a curveball Along the way with with careful monitoring, some adjustments in the years with low returns, um, you know, you can be confident that you can retire with savings that'll last throughout your golden years. So th- those details, a lot of people, there are some easy calculators out on the web that you can certainly go to that kind of give you a ballpark. But when you start talking about, you know, inflation adjustments and when you have down years and negative years, where do you pull the money from? It can get complicated.
0: Absolutely. That's right. And then phase three here is... Is, is evaluating the reality of the plan and making adjustments as necessary. I mean, using your monthly budget, you compare your current expenses to your retirement savings projections to see where you stand. And with the empty nest and a paid-for-home, you can hopefully ramp up your retirement savings if necessary. Based on your forecast, you can answer several questions like, what is your retirement dream? You know, will you need or want to continue working um, as we just talked about? Will you sell your house or your home? <clears throat> um, what will you do for fun? Um, what about medical expenses and long term care expenses? So, those are really important questions, and you can answer that once you have the plan in place and you can see the numbers.
1: Yeah, the plan actually is the driver of making a lot of these decisions. And as you know, if you're listening and you know Dave Ramsey, he's a big proponent of getting long term care insurance at age 60. Um, long-term care insurance will protect the money that you've saved uh, for retirement by helping to pay for some of the expenses for nursing home or in-home in, in home care. So make sure you keep that in mind in your retirement budget. And as we've seen here, Steve, there's a power in having this retirement plan. And there's certainly no guarantee that a retirement plan is going to make you a millionaire, or, you know, give you, you know, perpetually rosy outlook, but it's certainly... Won't hurt your chances for a confident future, and you know um, we have a lot of people that we work with that are that are Dave fans. So we're smart Vester pros, as we mentioned, and we uh, we get folks that know Dave's system and needs help. And one of the first things that we do is understand kind of where they are from uh, their situation, from from retirement. assets, yep, and income, and retirement pensions, and kind of put together a plan. And that plan then helps us help them make you know smart decisions with yeah, their absolutely. money. That's our goal
0: absolutely absolutely so get started today um you know planning for retirement run some actual numbers get a real plan in place make sure you're on track for retirement and you know where you're headed so great topic and that leads us up here to our prescription of the week
1: yeah i've had a couple of conversations with um some some clients prospects and also cpas over the last month um since the new tax bill and, you know, just looking at where to save. And so um, the prescription is, is to save in a Roth IRA or Roth 401k in 2018. And so view it as tax insurance. And what I mean by that is if you go ahead and pay the tax bill on that money, you're kind of settling up with the IRS, right? Right. So when you put it into a Roth account, let's say you put $1,000 into a Roth you're, you've already paid the taxes on that. And so that money then goes into the Roth and you'll never be taxed on it again under the current rules. That's right. And so a lot of people say, well, is my retirement um, rate going to be lower? My tax rate going to be lower in retirement? And that's always been the thought, but that may not be the case. And we don't know what the the tax rate are going to do in the future. So you're basically paying some insurance costs to make sure that you have some money that won't be taxed in the future.
0: That's right. I mean, we don't know the future and, you know, there could be sales taxes in the future, VAT tax or some kind of other tax that would still get you if you had money in a Roth. Having said that, you know, you have to believe looking at where we are as a country with with huge deficits um, and the, you know, the the, the obligations that we've kind of put ourselves into as a country down the road with Medicare and Social Security. You have to believe that tax rates are not going to be lower for people that have saved well and that have some income in retirement. So if you're a saver, you need to take advantage of a Roth. I mean, it is insurance against higher tax in the future. And, um, you know, pay that to those taxes now, particularly now that they've lowered rates, mm-hmm. which probably won't stay forever. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, take advantage of that and fund a Roth with after-tax money, and it'll be tax-free forever from income tax.
1: Yeah, and so we talk about diversification from, from stocks, you know, having international and, and U.S. and large and small. This is tax diversification. So you have some 401k money that's going to be taxed. You have some Roth money that won't be taxed. And then another bucket that we talk sometimes about is a brokerage, which is treated differently. So if you can have some of those different buckets, then you can be
0: tax-diversified. Right, exactly. And that's very helpful in retirement. Cause when it you, is. When it you is. get to retirement, if all your money is in a pre-tax IRA or 401k plan, then every time you have to take some extra money out to buy a car or take a trip, it keeps pushing you in a higher tax bracket. And it comes this this anxiety that you have to fight with every single year about where the extra going to come from and you know how much tax to withhold. Mm-hmm. So if you have some diversity and you have some choices and options when you get in retirement of where you pull your money from – taxable versus tax-free, it really frees you up to control your tax situation in retirement. So it's a great way to set yourself up for retirement with, with several buckets and some diversity, like you put it, from taxes. Yep. Alright, well this has been this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial help. Do check us on our website MoneyMD.net and email us your questions. You can email us directly at info at MoneyMD.net Or give us a call Richard Young Associates 706-739-0725 Thanks for listening Have a great rest of the week Have a good one This program contains General information only And should not be taken As specific investment tax Or legal advice This broadcast is not a solicitation For the purchase or sale Of any security SmartVista Pro is not connected To investment returns Further information is available By contacting Richard Young Associates A registered investment advisor